Welcome to Sports Beat KC, a sports podcast presented by the Kansas City Star. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We got some sad news Monday morning with the passing of Gunther Cunningham, former Chiefs head coach, longtime assistant coach, defensive coordinator. He was a colorful figure in Kansas City, finally remembered by those who played for him and knew him well. Star columnist Sam Mellinger stopped by, and he and I chatted about Gunther's couple years as a head coach and his tenure in Kansas City. Sam, it was a sad day for Chiefs fans and followers of, uh, of this team for, for a long time. Gunther Cunningham passed away, and uh, it happened over the weekend. He was the Chiefs head coach in 1999 and 2000. He was the defensive coordinator for the four years prior to that, and he returned as a defensive coordinator uh, in 2004 for, for Dick Vermeil. You were not at the star. I don't believe you were, would have been pre pre Kansas City Star time yeah. for you, but you were following the Chiefs then. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you what you remember most about the Gunther Cunningham. First of all, the, the the defenses that he coordinated from the in the in the mid to late '90s, and then what do you remember about his head coaching tenure? I I think of Gunther Cunningham a little bit like a comic book character. The name. The voice, remember, the, the, just like deep, gravelly. Like I wanted that voice, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> when I was like, God, I wanted that voice. Um, I, I, I was reading your story. Um, I don't know if you did. You get Carl on the phone? Yeah, I talked to Carl Peterson, the yeah. GM who hired him and and fired him and rehired him. Yeah, he was intensity personified, a fully committed coach and a brilliant defensive coordinator. That was Carl's quote that that you got. And I, I, that's really well said. Um, he got. Do you remember he got in a. Uh, not in like physical fight, but like an argument with fans in, in a game. Yes, <laughs> they were like because yes. he was coaching from the booth, and somebody like turned around and said something Sh- to him. And Gunther's like <laughs> screaming right back. Like that to me is is Gunther. I mean, just so intense. It like just sort of you know sort of you have this idea of like an old school football coach. That's Gunther. He was totally old school. Yeah, totally old school guy and. When he was coaching the, the defense, when he was the coordinator from 95 to 99, his teams averaged uh, in scoring defense 16.4 points. Yeah. Now, having witnessed this past <laughs> season with Kansas City Chiefs football, to think about a defense that, that surrendered an average of fewer than 17 points a game must have been a pretty salty bunch. Yeah, th- there were times this past season that – Chiefs would have done well to 16.4 points per half. You know, that, that would have been yep. an upgrade in some games. But, um, yeah, I mean, a different time in the NFL, right? Obviously, like, uh, you know, it, it was easy, not easier, but it was just playing defense was different back then. But even on, even by that standard, you know, and look, like the players are the ones that do it, right? But like Gunther, I think, brought sort of a, a just a nasty, unapologetic, hyper aggressive, knock the quarterback out, you know, kind of kind of personality. Yeah. And, and I think it was a good fit for those for those players. Absolutely. And when you talk about, you know, a throwback or an old school guy, that's not the kind of defense we see played much, if <laughs> right. at all. I mean, yeah. some of it's been legislated out of the NFL, the type of hitting that yeah. um, that was kind of glorified with, mm-hmm. with Gunther. 
you know, look, he was the defensive coordinator when uh, Derek Thomas was probably at the height of, maybe at the height of his power, yeah. 95, 96, 97. Neil Smith had, you know, was was still with the Chiefs for a year or two, I think, when Gunther was the was the coordinator. Guys like Dan Saliamua, James Hasty, Dale Carter, Donnie Edwards, the linebacker. Carl Peterson told me, and he's absolutely right. He turned he turned defensive players into Pro Bowl defensive players. Yeah, kind of made them stars. Um, and maybe that's not look the, again. The players. I want to separate this a little bit because the, the the players are the one that they they do the work and 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 they're the ones that deserve it. But it was certainly like during during those years, the biggest stars, almost without exception, ex, you know, with the exception being Joe Montana um, when when he played a couple seasons that I still say nobody outside Kansas City remembers. Um, that Joe Montana <laughs> was here, but the the defensive players they were they were the guys. They they were. They were the big guys in town. They were the big guys in the league. And and Gunther was here's another thing about Gunther is some of these things that we've been talking about, not the name and not, you know, I mean, he was he was born in Germany to a, an American serviceman, and I think his mom was uh German and, and English moved. wasn't his native tongue. He, yeah. He he learned English. Some of these things that we've said of of being, you know, super intense and very old school and aggressive and knock the quarterback out kind of stuff you could say about a guy like buddy ryan right like that that those adjectives would fit but one difference with gunther he never wanted to be a star some of that was thrust upon him again because of like the some of the superficial stuff but i, I think gunther was just a football coach man like I, and and i mean this very much in a complimentary way he didn't need a lot of attention or a lot of you know sort of uh well i'm the defensive coordinator it seemed like he was comfortable with the focus being on those guys doing it i think that's a compliment i think that helps explain why he did not ultimately succeed as a head coach could be you know yeah he was he was more comfortable and just felt more at his job coordinating a bunch of guys and he did overseeing being the ceo yeah of, of a football team which is what's required of a, of a head coach yeah uh, even then, that was the case. I asked Carl about, you know, Carl was the one who decided when, when Marty resigned after the 98 season, you know, why he decided to elevate Gunther. And he just thought that the Chiefs were that close to getting back to consistent playoff level football and didn't want to be, be disruptive, didn't want to start over really with, with a new coach. And so Gunther, Gunther was elevated. And that first season, 1999, the Chiefs are nine and six going into their regular season finale against the Raiders, and all they have to do all all it's win an NFL game, which is never easy to do. But they have to beat the Raiders at Arrowhead Stadium in Week 17 to qualify for the playoffs. And they, the Chiefs jump out to a 17 to nothing lead, and you think this is you know this is happening. It's going to happen. Gunther's going to get to get the Chiefs to the playoffs. They end up losing that game 41 to 38 in overtime. And overtime starts because the Chiefs had picked up a kicker that week, a guy named Baker, who in you know freezing weather decided to kick barefooted. And he kicked the, the overtime kickoff out of bounds. So the Raiders started on the 40 and just had to go like 30 yards for the game-winning field goal. And so Chiefs lose the game. They don't make the playoffs. Gunther does finish 9-7 and seven that year. But I just wondered how different – Chiefs football, Gunther's career would have been if that had been a ten and six playoff team and not a nine and seven non playoff yeah. team. If, if Baker would have worn a shoe, <laughs> if he had just laced him up <laughs> that day. Yeah, I mean it didn't end well, right? Like as as most things with the Chiefs have done um, over the years, it did not end well. I mean, you know the 
the anecdote that I'll never forget is, you know, of, of Gunther, he got two years, right? As a, yes. as a head coach. So yep. at the second year, literally on Christmas, searching the internet to see if he'd been fired or not. Yep. Which that's right. Had. That's that that did happen. I mean, he that, found out what a brutal you know, what a brute. I mean, but that's that's the way stuff goes in the NFL. I will say this, the fact that he got elevated whenever, if a coordinator gets elevated a head coach of that team, you know the players like him. You know, that's, I, that's another point that Carl Peterson was was quick to make, that he was such a player's coach, and it was a very popular decision in that, yeah. with that team. Tim Grunhart told me that, um, you know, Tim was a center from throughout the 90s, and he said on the Saturday night team meetings, the offense would be in one room and the defense would be in another, and, and it was separated by a divider. And Tim would always get a chair next to the defensive room because he <laughs> wanted to hear what Gunther was telling his defensive guys, and that would get you know Tim all psyched up for the game. But that's that's what kind of motivator perfect. Gunther was. That is perfect. So in, in his second year in 2000, the Chiefs start out five and three, and it looks like everything's okay. Along the way, they beat the the, the St. Louis Rams that had come off the Super Bowl win. They'd scored 54 points on the Rams at Arrowhead, which at the time may still be a, a record for points in a home game for the Chiefs. But then they lose five of their final six, and and Carl Peterson decides to make the change, and, and that's it. Gunther goes from the Chiefs to the Tennessee Titans, where he's the defensive coordinator for three years. And then in a really unusual move, you know, Dick Vermeil is the head coach now of the Chiefs, and Dick Vermeil decides to bring Gunther back, the former head coach who was fired from the Chiefs, comes back to become the Chiefs' defensive coordinator, which – I think is a quite a compliment to Gunther and shows a kind of a level of I don't know, friendship or some sort of fellowship among you know Dick Vermeil, Carl Peterson, and Gunther that that could happen. Yeah, I think I think it shows a, a few things that that are worth noting. Is one, Dick Vermeil is kind of a boss, right? And and he's not going to be worried at no. that point. But also, kind of what we were talking about earlier about you know Gunther didn't have that sort of blind and sometimes counter productive ambition that some NFL coaches have. So he was a comfortable guy to have as your coordinator because he's going to take care of that. And that's what Dick Vermeil wanted. He didn't want to deal with off no. or deal with defense. He was, I got my guys. What does that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. 2019. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah, Dick Vermeil had his half of the team uh, that, that he was concerned about. I just, I also remember, you know, if you think about, you know, Paul Hackett is always the the first that comes to my mind, but um, you know, certain Todd Haley, um, you know, a lot of coordinators that have come and gone with the Chiefs, and when they leave, they become punchlines on you know in in one way or another, and and fans are God, I can't believe we had that guy. Uh, Gunther was never that, you know. Like, I mean, when when he was fired, as a, he was still loved. You know, wasn't he with the Lions for a little bit? For, I think? Yes, and, he went from uh, uh, from the Chiefs, second tenure with the Chiefs, to the Lions for four years as the coordinator, and then sort of another four years as a scout for the yeah. Lions. So he, so he finished his NFL career with eight years in Detroit. Yeah, and, and, he, just, and he died in Detroit. I, I just, I, I think that says something. Like, I mean, you know, remembered fondly after being fired, and I, I don't know. I just, he, he was a popular guy. Um, I was reading up, and he, he coached. Um, he was involved in professional football for 47 straight years. Yes, yes. <laughs> among among those who he coached, we talked about some of the Chiefs, Derek Thomas and, and Neil Smith, but he also coached Leslie O'Neill with the with the Chargers yeah. and Howie Long with the Raiders yeah. and guys that, uh, you know, Thomas and Long, of course, are Pro Football Hall of Famers. Yeah. He, he, um, he spent like 13 years in the college ranks. 
it was George Seifert, uh, the future 49ers coach, that gave him his big break as a, as a college coach. And uh, uh, it's, I think it's Stanford. But, uh, but no, Gunther, terribly interesting guy, coached in the Canadian Football League for a year in, in Hamilton. He was the coach's coach. You know, mm-hmm. he just is, he's the coach. Yep. He should have a whistle around his neck and, yep. you know, and a, you know, I could just see him snarling at people and yeah. yelling at people and then giving him a hug, yeah. you know, afterwards, just getting in a guy's face and then hugging him. That's that's kind of who I remember, uh, what I think of Gunther when I when I remember him. Yeah, I mean, I just, I keep going back to this, but then I looked up the video, um, of course, it's going around Twitter now, of him yelling at the fan. <laughs> and there's something, there's a football coach arm, and I can't describe it, but it has a certain shape and so much hair on it. And that he was pointing that finger, at, and I was—it's just the from 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 the wrist to the elbow. It's just God, that's a coach's arm, and a coach is like such a Gunther thing to do. You know, the kind of thing if you did that in 2019, you know, like people are freaking out, and he's got to be fired and all this stuff. But back then, it was like that's there goes Gun, there goes Gun. <laughs> Before I forget it, we I'll refer to something we we mentioned earlier. Chris Fickett, our one of our bosses here at the Star. <laughs> was uh, uh, suggested, and he may be right about this, that Gunther was the first coach fired in the digital era because he found out about his firing <laughs> That's right. online, yeah. on a website. Yeah. You know, he had to, you know, he, he did. He looked it up, and and, uh, and there he was. That was a long career. If you, if you imagine, like, what technology was like when Gunther started, and then he found out he was fired on the Internet. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Literally something he could not have imagined when he took his first job. You know, Carl Peterson also told me that he was probably – Overly concerned about things like that, about how he was being portrayed and what was being written about sensitive, him. Yeah. yeah, sensitive about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and something else that Carl told me I thought was was interesting is that when I talked to him uh, this morning on, on on Monday, he didn't know about the illness, and he said that is just so typical of Gunther Cunningham not to share it with with people. That he he died of cancer, and and uh, and Carl was pretty emotional about it. I could hear him, you know, yeah. just kind of choking up a little bit because. He knew, you know, he knew Gunther. He knew the, the his wife Renee, his two children, and Carl didn't know that Gunther, and and probably none of the if Carl didn't know, none of the Chiefs knew yeah. that that uh, Gunther was yeah. uh, was this ill. Sam, thanks for for sitting around and uh, chatting with me. No, about of course. This. Links to the story Sam and I talked about can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. You've been listening to Sportsbeat KC a sports podcast presented by the Kansas City Star, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff.